Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight as Giants Nation is in full force tonight. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host Jay St. G, certified geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York, and always with me, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, Mark Withers, and also our special guest tonight, the king from Queens himself, one of the greatest Giants content creators out there right now, Kush from The Hub. How you doing, sir? First and foremost, great intro, man. Thank you guys for having me <laughs> on. Yo, shout out to Jay. Shout out to Mark. I actually did not know Mark was from Louisville. If we got time, I wanna, I wanna hear how you guys got connected. That would be a very interesting story. Um, but yo, shout out to Nerdcage Live. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, this is my first ever time being a guest on a show that's not about football, not particularly about sports. It's kind of like talking about my other interests, which, you know what I'm saying? You say you're a geek seven days a week. I guess so am I. You know what I mean? I love comics. I love movies. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big gamer, especially when it comes to stuff like Halo and whatnot. So is my sister, actually. She was the first one that played Halo and then kind of introduced it to me when I was a kid. But like, Man, I'm all I'm all into it, man. I'm I'm very excited for it. Can't wait to get into it. I actually see I see uh Joel, um, who I'm sure you know from the channel. Yes, Joel, oh, thanks for coming in, there. man. He's been a good supporter of Nerdcage Live. Thank you for being here, man. Looks like we got visit edits is here, Titan Goji's here. I swear to god, you and Titan Goji, I swear to god, you two are the same people. Uh Paul Tackett's <laughs> always here, man. Paul, thank you for being here. So yes, um, Again, guys, thanks for thanks for uh, showing up and sorry for the late start here. But but we're here and, and we're super excited as usual. Kush, thank you so much for uh, for dropping in and, and uh, being a guest on our show tonight. We are really excited to chop it up with you, man. My Internet just froze out for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> good. We see you. We see you. We're, it's all like, good. What happened? <laughs> no, no. So uh, I guess so I got to ask real quick, just for starters. How did you get into YouTube and what was your greatest memory as a New York Giants fan? What got you into the Giants and what got you into YouTube? Well, uh, I guess, uh, first of all, with uh, the Giants, it's kind of funny because I'm wearing Knicks stuff, all Knicks stuff tonight. I got my Knicks hat on and I just got my Julius Randle jersey that came in the mail. You know what I'm saying? Some people can't handle the Randle. Um, that's what I'm going with now. <laughs> yeah, but Julius Randle from UK. He, what? He is? He, he, he played at UK. Played at oh, uh, oh, yeah. Kentucky, right? Yeah, I thought yeah, you said yeah. UK like Britain. I was like, huh? No, no, no. Like we, we call UK here. <laughs> okay, so, bad, bad. Yeah. That makes sense though, you know, the yeah. initials. But um yeah, nah, like with Giants and I guess how I got into it, I, I started off as a fan of many other channels, like a lot of people were just a regular viewer and a fan. I used to watch Ron Effect back in the day. He was the very first Giants channel I watched. I'm not sure if you know about him or whatnot, but he used to operate you know, back in the day, he used to actually, you know, attend the rookie mini camps and OTAs and stuff like that and film it on his phone for us as a live stream. So that way us, we at home could get it. Um, I used to watch him, uh, Chris DeAnnatana, who everybody knows at this point. Yep. Um, he was one of the ones I watched uh, first. Um, I was actually one of his first, like, 200 subs. Like, I've and been that's how we met, was on one of his call-in shows. Yeah, we met on we one met of his We met on Tana's channel. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. Connection right there. And um, also Fisk Vegas. Those were the very first three. Giants That's YouTube my dude. That I ever watched. That's Fisk my dude. Is, 
he's not he's not everybody's cup of tea but um, I, know. I, I absolutely love his channel extremely entertaining yes and he's low-key kind of a nerd as well i guess oh if, i if know nerd, i i, I, I see hair, his that would tweets. be amazing i see his tweets and by the way fisk if you happen to be watching i would love to have you on the show <laughs> yeah, no, on, that would be amazing man so hey we already got a question uh so titan goji is at, saying that uh he hears that you're a big attack on titan fan i am a big attack on titan fan uh, i didn't get into it right away i think the f i watched the first season back in like 2014 or 2015 i think like and the first season came out back in 2013 and i spoiled myself on everything that was gonna happen in the second season because i couldn't wait for it so i went and read the manga and then you know i waited for the third season actually and i I watched the third season first half of season four i obviously watched and i already crumbled i couldn't wait and so i went and then i read the entire manga i know everything that happens at the end that's all myself <laughs> i gotta say though i've I haven't watched a crazy amount of anime and read a crazy amount of manga. I've, it's a good amount, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't consider mm -hmm. myself a casual. If you were to ask me on the spot, I'll become a casual immediately because I would just have a brain fart and I'd be like, uh, I, I can't list anything. But Attack on Titan, in my opinion, is one of the greatest stories for an anime or manga that was ever told. It's so complex and it makes so many different callbacks. Like, stuff that happens in Season 4, they make a callback to something all the way in Season 1, which canonically takes place, like, five or six years before, and it's just like, yo, I don't know how, I have no idea how to mangaka did all that and whatnot. And I've read several articles on him, several interviews um, of him saying, like, when he first started it, his publisher, I think it was, told him, you're not going to write this unless you already know the ending. So the man oh, wow. spent a long time plotting out the ending, and that's why it's, I don't know if cyclical is the correct word to use, but that's why everything seems so well-informed and it makes sense, the, the plot points and whatnot. It, it definitely can get a little bit, just a little convoluted at times, but it still makes sense. And that's why I'm like, in my opinion, story-wise, it's one of the best out there. Now, have you seen the Toho movie? No, I haven't seen any of the movies. Okay, Mark, what about you? Because I know you're, you're like the resident anime guy. I'm not too big on anime, but... I'm not gonna lie. Attack on Titan yeah, like the ones I want to dip my toes in. But have you checked out um, Attack on yeah, Titan? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a like a big Attack on Titan fan. I watched like a bit of the first season, and it wasn't really for me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really, I didn't really follow up on it after that. I completely understand that. I I can't convince you, but I will say. I've heard a lot of people said that, and I've told them, yo, just just budge out like the first twelve episodes of, of the first season, mm -hmm. and it picks up. But I'll say this. Um, and this is why it's really hard, and I understand why people get in, uh, can't get into it sometimes. Because even for me, I'm like, I got to burst through a whole season of show before it picks up. I understand that. The thing is, though, Attack on Titan Season 1 is just a regular shonen show. Attack mm -hmm. on Titan Season 2 is where the story picks up, and that's where it takes that next step, and it's not just gotcha. a shonen anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, I can understand people saying, if I got to trudge through, like, 20 episodes, then that's Loki a problem for me. Like, I, I get it, because I've said it before, too. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely a stark contrast between season one and then season two, three, and four of the show. Yeah, I'm with you. I plan on checking it out. Actually, I've seen the movie, but like between Titan Goji raving about it, you raving about it, I was walking into like convenience stores here and people talk about it. And I'm like, okay, I gotta check this out. So I. Plan well, like I said, keep in mind, season one is just regular shonen, and that's not for everybody. And honestly, right. season one. One of my complaints and it, and one of the famous complaints of the entire fandom is that like people were kind of annoyed with the main character, Aaron. He was just very one-dimensional. And it's crazy because now he's probably the most like non... He's like the most developed main character in anime history, in my opinion, at this point. It's crazy how we go from that 
to that, you know, at different spectrums of the show. At the beginning, he's literally, yeah. oh, I'll kill all Titans, uh, which isn't really a spoiler, I guess. But at the end, he's like, it's like, damn, this man is smart. You know, like, this man is like, he's next <laughs> level, like, 40 chess thinking and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Shay Smithers just dropped in. Thanks for popping in, man. I always appreciate your support. But, yeah, I right definitely, definitely, definitely want to get into it because they've been talking. Not only that, but I, um, what's that one channel called? Uh, Corridor Crew has been talking about Attack on Titan. I'm like, all right. So, I, I'm sold on or, it. I only know Corridor Crew to talk, like, actual, like, camera work type stuff. Yeah, now they're covering, I've like, animation and stuff. Of they've been covering okay. like animation and uh and stunt work and stuff like that their channels become huge but they've been like the last couple videos they've uploaded was all attack on titan related so i'm like i'm definitely sold on it i mean the only the only anime i know is the movie akita from the 80s it's like really the only mm -hmm. anime i've really yeah ever it's a classic yeah it's a classic mm -hmm. and by the way 4k release just came out i need to get that oh right on um but i think attack on titan is like, is like the first anime show i plan on getting into so right on so yeah i'm sold on it um so kush uh want to ask you as well because i know you're a big dc guy and we covered this last week i definitely want your unique perspective uh what are your feelings about the potential new uh black superman movie that i guess wb has planned coming out uh i'm not sure how many toes i might be stepping on by saying this but Henry Cavill is the greatest Superman I've ever seen on live action, okay? This man, in my opinion, he's just, he's the best Superman, hands down. Like, I love Christopher Reeves. I, don't get me wrong. Christopher Reeves is also a bit cheesy for me. Wow. But also, <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> if we're not talking cheesiness, but actual story as well, like Man of Steel. It's one of those movies where I don't understand how the, the amount of hate it gets. Every movie is going to have some amount of hate to it. It's just a given. Mm -hmm. But the amount of hate that Man of Steel gets, I don't understand. It's like it was a really good movie, a great story, and a really like different way of telling like the Superman perspective and all that. Like One of my favorite scenes is him learning how to fly and you know right. him kind of communicating with um, you know, his... Uh, his dad's i can't remember and, and I, I guess this this is not doing much for the movie but i can't remember if it was like his dad's spirit or essence or something in the ship it's like like that. an ai yeah, yeah like, like an, an ai, AI based off of his dad's mind i'm like that was beautiful because like you hear him talking in the background and then he made they made that call back in uh the snyder cut as well which i'm sure we're gonna get into the snyder cut and snyderverse and all that where i'm just like that right there is superman you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying plus the music like like there's i'm a big music guy as well so like i, I this might have been something i forgot to mention I had like eight years of formal training playing instruments, and I that has led me to have a great appreciation of musical scores in movies, which I was always interested in as a kid. Because when I was watching movies like Transformers, my favorite thing about them wasn't the Autobots; it was the music playing in the background, right. like the um, Optimus Prime's theme song one. I'm like, yo, that's fire, <laughs> bro! Like, the, like you know, the violins going and everything. But but getting back to um. So man, it's still one. I'm like so many things about it. Superman to me, um, the the way they made the character, they showed how like emotionally versatile he can be. Like a lot of people just say Superman's a bland character, and it's like nah, not really. Like if if you think he's a bland character, then you're not really actually getting into what right. Superman and Clark Kent could be and whatnot. Um, and and I feel like Henry Cavill just never got a fair shot after Man of Steel. Like yeah. it, it was just never. They never gave him a fair, fair shot. Batman v Superman, which is a movie I, that I can understand the hate that it gets or the amount of hate that it gets. 
even the regular version I actually liked, and then I saw the extended, the, you know, the, not necessarily the Snyder's Cut, but just a regular director's cut, yeah. like yeah. 20 extra minutes, and like it made it even better for me. Like he was, he never got his trilogy that he signed on for. The contract he signed on for was for three Superman movies, the Superman trilogy. Right. He never got anything past Man of Steel, and since like essentially Batman v Superman. That's kind of where everything fell apart. There's been talks of replacing him in some way, shape, or form. And I'm not sure if it's replacing Cavill or if it's just replacing Snyder's story. Maybe it's a mixture of both. But they first they tried it with the Supergirl thing, which was a rampant rumor for a long time, for a couple mm-hmm. years, saying that they're going to move forward with Supergirl and that Superman are going to write him out somehow or something like that. And I would love to see Supergirl live action because guess what? Going back to Man of Steel, which was a great movie and story, they planted a seed there. Yes. Supergirl would win the open pods. And I was always right. excited for that. But it's right. like you don't replace the flagship, especially if you never gave him a fair shot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. This is not a situation where it's like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, where it's like he dropped the ball on Spider-Man, and sure. that's a whole other different conversation, and they rebooted it. Nah, you never gave this man a fair shot. And then um, after Supergirl rumors, the black Superman rumors have been around for a couple of years now, yeah, especially tied to Michael B. Jordan yeah. was like the very first one. Right. And the thing is, if you're going to do a black Superman movie, fine. Run it alongside Henry Cavill. Don't right, which is, it, which is the plan. Which is the plan. Yeah. They're trying to reboot it. Yeah. And it's also like, if you're going to do a black Superman movie, don't color wash, which is the thing. There's white washing and there's color washing. Don't do black. Um, what's now his name is slipping me because I'm getting so into it. Don't do black Kal-El. There's Calvin Ellis. There is a black yes. man. His right. name is Calvin Ellis. I'm not going to pretend like I know much about him, but I do know he exists. Mm-hmm. Don't do black Clark Kent. That's not a thing. Clark right. Kent is not, you know, a black character. There is a black Superman. Do that. You know what I'm right. saying? So don't reboot. Continue to give Cavill his fair shot, which he's earned, and he's never been given that. And yeah. continue to develop that whole Snyder story, which, once again, I'm sure we're going to get into, you sure. know, the, the both sides of it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> made, um, Paul Snyder over 11. here, for those who don't know. <laughs> Mark's, and Mark's then, indifferent. He's not anti-Snyder, but he's not for Snyder. But I'm okay, like yeah, the diehard like Snyder. A, I wouldn't call myself a Snyder fan. Like, he has his pluses and minuses. Yeah. And, like, which that's is kind fair. of how I feel you, You're just an observer, which is sure. fine. Yeah, right, yeah. and then oh, what was the second one I was gonna make? If you're gonna do Black Superman, and obviously there's always gonna be politics involved about it, look at it this way: the reason Miles Morales is so successful is because he's Miles Morales. He's not Peter Parker. They're two right. different characters. Right. You know what I'm saying? So do Calvin Ellis. But yeah, right. yeah. that's kind of my thoughts so, on it. So, so yeah, so just real quick on that, like uh, everything that I've read in the past couple of days kind of points to that. Kind of points to this version of Superman, like. Like whatever that Abrams is, I don't know if he's producing it and directing it or if he's just producing it, that this is a standalone. This is not going to be a part of the DCEU Like Joker proper. was, the like, Phoenix. Right, exactly. In fact, um, Hamada actually came out and said like sometime earlier this week, he said specifically this, the Pattinson Batman and the Joker, like those are all going to be like separate from the DCE. And that's and I'm so it's fine not with like that, they're necessarily Calvin rebooted. Ellis or, or or is it a black Kal-El? Like there's a difference. Right. I don't think that they've even said, right? Like it could be Calvin Ellis, it could be Valzad. It yeah, could they be have, like they haven't given the details yeah, yet. They're just Yeah, rumors. they really haven't given any details, which I was talking to a friend of mine on Facebook about it and like like he made a very interesting point. Like he was basically like the misstep that Warner Brothers is making right now is that 
the only information that they provided is that the next Superman will be, will be black. They haven't given us any like plot points. They haven't even said who they've cast, which I'm sure that they've cast somebody by now, or they, they have it narrowed how down. How many years this rumor has been going around? I, I totally believe they have a lot of things in place. I'm sure that like, you know, and the way that Warner brothers tends to operate, like when they drop news, usually it's a year out maybe more since they've had all this in the works. So my guess is that they already have somebody cast. They already like know what they're doing. They're deep in production. Why not give us those morsels? Right. Because I think it would be better. The idea of it would be better received if they said, okay, well, this is going to be a Calvin Ellis story and and, uh, Aldous Hodge is playing him or Makad Brooks is playing him or like they give us somebody like, you know, specific so that we can kind of visualize like how this movie is going to shake out. Mm-hmm. Like right now, they're kind of just leaving it all up in the air and like leaving it to everybody to speculate. Well, is it going to be a reboot? Like is Henry Cavill out? Like what does this mean for the DCU proper? Are they going to like retcon everything that Snyder did? Like, you know, we're kind of just like, I mean, it's great for us because now we have content to talk about, but it's, I think it would make for a better story on their end if they provided us with just a little bit more than they have and i agree with you and yeah i know i may be cutting you off here but what marcus says now got my brain turning here's the thing i and i'm sure a lot of people have the same opinion opinion as me when i say this i got like zero lack of trust i got zero trust in uh in warner brothers just right based yeah. off of their history i they could completely be doing what you're saying yeah, at the same si- same time, still use it as a way to not continue Cavill and not continue Snyderverse and all that. Like, and I think that's right. what's going to end up happening ultimately. Right. Even though it's very clear, not all, because you can never say all, but it's very clear a good amount of fans want the Snyderverse to continue, or a good amount of fans at the very least want to see what the next step in that story is going to be. Right. But like, my bad feeling is they're going to do um, a black Superman movie, whether it's Calvin Ellis or Val Zod, which is a good one you brought up. I would actually. On a separate note, like I said, I'm not gonna pretend here, sit here and pretend like I know any of any of the actual characters because I don't. I just know of mm-hmm. them. Just by the name Val Zod, I'm more interested in Val Zod than Calvin yes. Ellis because he has the last name Zod. Right. So I just I just want to put that out there. If you're gonna do a do Val Zod, I don't know. That sounds mad cool. But um, uh, get, getting back to it, I feel like they could do like that Joker type standalone or that Robert Pattinson Batman type standalone, and they're still gonna be like, oh well, there's a Superman movie. You know what I'm saying that. That mm-hmm. DCEU, DCEU is done, which at this point, it kind of looks practically done. Like, once again, going back to Warner Brothers, I got no trust in them anymore. A lot mm-hmm. of, you know, with the stuff that happened to Ray Fisher, for example, who was another oh, yeah. another actor that I'm just like, I when I think of Cyborg live action, I think of Ray Fisher. Oh, yeah. When yeah. I think of Superman live action, I think of... Um, I think of Henry Cavill. Now, it's not like that for each character because, honestly, when I think of Flash live action, I do think of Grant Gustin from the show, not necessarily uh, yeah, yeah. Ezra Miller. But, like, they made some great casting choices, and those actors have done great jobs. And kind of almost every single one of them has had something bad to say about the way Warner Brothers has handled, you know, those situations and whatnot. So even if they move forward just because of previous happenings, it's just like I feel like that's dead, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Just real quick no, in the right. chat here, uh, just want to say hello to, uh, if I, I'm probably going to butcher, I hope I don't butcher, uh, Tudo Azuri from... Yeah. All the way from Italy is here. Yes, sir. Wow. Nerd Cage Live is worldwide tonight, so thank you for being here. Farley McFly is here, and Fallen One Gaming, our moderators here. Guys, thanks so much for popping in. 
Uh, for those who don't know, we were just talking about some of the DCEU stuff and, of course, the news of the Black Superman that Warner Brothers is supposedly working on. Uh, real quick, uh, Kush, I want to ask you, since we're on that side, I know you're a Henry Cavill guy, and so am I. I really hope, if anything, they don't drop Henry Cavill, but we don't know what's happening. But if th if this movie does, in fact, move forward, who would you cast as this new Superman? Do you have anyone in mind or anyone in mind? I don't mind have anybody in mind, but Mark said a name that I'm familiar with, McCod Brooks. And let me just make yeah. sure I have the right man in mind. Yeah, he was um, Jax. Jax, right? Yep. Right. Now, listen, right. just physically speaking, that man is a specimen just like Henry Cavill. I would love to see yeah. him. Uh, you know, in, in a Superman suit, which I mean, kind of, kind of going back to Cavill, not just you know, I'm saying you know, as an actor, but the dude has a legit Superman type body. Like Makad Brooks, just because of that, will be somebody I want to see. The one that's been rumored the most has been uh, Michael B. Jordan, and Michael B. Jordan is a great actor, but just because it's been rumored that much, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to see you as Superman, bro. Like I'm, I'm sorry, right. you, you ruined right. Cavill for me. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's who they I want. I actually don't have confirmed. that many in mind. Yo, what about? Nah, he might be too old. Who's that? I was gonna say, what about Idris Elba? But he's he might be too old. Well, he's already yeah, he in a DC movie, so I don't think that's gonna he's happen. What? My pick, if it's not Michael B. Jordan, Kush, my pick, John David Washington, Denzel's son from Tenet. Yeah, but he has to work out though. He's. I was about to say, yeah, if I remember him, <laughs> but he's they gotta have to, like. Well, remember up quite Henry Cable was skinny as hell too before he started. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's and that's the thing is like any any of any of these people who are in any of these superhero films before they were cast, they were all, I don't want to say they were all out of shape, but they definitely didn't look how they look now. I mean, look I at mean, the Eternals. Aside from like Jason Momoa, Jason I, Momoa I'd always say, looked um, like Also aside from Christian Bale, he like, he buffed up, but not that much. Like he just kind of got more cut. So right. like for Batman. Yeah, right, I never liked right. Christian but he, Bale. But <laughs> he had just come off of a movie called The Machinist, which yeah, I don't know if you've like ever seen balls. that. He was just like emaciated. So he went from that mm -hmm. to like being like almost 200 pounds inside of, uh, I want to say like five or six months. Mm -hmm. So that's a feat in itself. Now, I, I do think that like... By, between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, he should have bulked up even more. I think like, so, too. Yeah, that would have been a million times better, but, but Which, yeah. I mean, I'll say this. It's still, I guess, the greatest Batman I've ever seen. It's a tie between Bale and, um, and uh, why am I forgetting his name from Keaton? the 1980 Affleck? movie? Keaton? Oh, uh, Keaton. Keaton, Michael Keaton. Who, and, yeah. and I'm excited for that because if Flashpoint happens, Michael Keaton's going to be Thomas Wayne Batman, which I can't wait to see. That would be amazing, but... I also do love Ben Affleck. Like, not a lot of people like Batfleck. I, I love Bat Batfleck, specifically Batman v Superman Batfleck. Yeah. That man, that Batman was incredible. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. He, I like he's my favorite. It actually showed like martial arts. It was like an Arkham game, that warehouse scene. But also that Batman was menacing, man. Like yes. I, I was scared right. of him. I'm like, all right, I could see how Gotham. Is scared of him, and we only saw a little bit, a little tiny glimpse of what kind of Bruce Wayne Batfleck could be in the Snyder Cut. And I'm like, yeah, I rock with it. Like he's he's not a bad Batman, you know. So just getting back to the whole Snyderverse and and mm -hmm. that thing that looks like it's dying, that Warner Brothers really, in my opinion, they mess it up. Not not anybody else. They has some good going. <laughs> yes, I 100% I agree. Um, in fact, there, I was just reading on Twitter today that it's like the Snyder Cut's become like the second highest rated critically filmed next to dark knight and i guess like the numbers worldwide and then not, not like, like overseas like the streaming numbers on the snyder cut is like through the roof like overseas yeah. 
So uh, the, criti- the critically acclaimed thing, I'm not surprised by, because when you have four hours to flesh out, like they they flesh that's out everything. So I'm not right. surprised by that, and that's why I understood like. You know, back when there was rumors, oh, does the Snyder Cut exist? And a lot of people were down and it existed. The one thing that was always consistent that made me believe it existed was kind of going back to a guy that, you know, DC messed up here in Ray Fisher. He always said, they cut me out of the movie. He yeah. always was consistent in saying, literally, every single one of my scenes is not in the movie. And right. even though... Um, Ezra Miller never said the same thing. There was like rumblings of that as well. And like you see it, like this, the, the Snyder Cut Justice League is a cyborg and Flash movie towards yeah. the end, a little bit more Flash, but it's a cyborg origin story. Yeah, and you right. heard Snyder say that as well too before they started to go back to it. So it's like, wait, what was the original thing I was talking about again before I got into that? <laughs> we were talking about Batman, but it's cool. Like we just, yeah. yeah just, well, no, there, 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 there was like another, I was, I was going to connect it back to another point. And I, and I forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, with the critically acclaimed stuff. Yeah, like it makes sense. But personally, uh, like for me, as a superhero film, like Dark Knight is obviously up there. After I saw Snyder Cut, it is like it was automatically in my top five. I was just like, yep. I can't not put it in there. I absolutely love that movie. It's funny you mention that because like uh, Mark and I kind of like on Facebook had like a private discussion. Like, what's your Mount Rushmore of comic book films? And mine yeah. are Dark Knight, Snyder Cut. Joker, Hakeem Phoenix. Yes, I got three Batman movies and Logan. Yes, that's my Logan. Mount Rushmore. You brought up one that now I'm just like I don't know what my top five is anymore. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple up there now. What about yeah. wait, Mark? What did you have up there? So yeah, if I remember correctly, like Logan's up there, Dark Knight most definitely, Captain America: The Winter Soldier most definitely, and then if I pick, if I have to pick a fourth one, I mean I probably would go all the way back to the '80s and pick Superman two, just mm-hmm. because it's a childhood favorite. Like that is like completely imprinted on me from the first time I ever saw Christopher Reeve, and so and and I really believe that like not only did that performance influence like future comic book movies, but it influenced the comics as well. So like everything that he did, he was like the only one, mm-hmm. like, I know you like Henry Cavill and everything like that. Yeah, and I like, yeah, like I said, Reeves is right there. You know, he's the number yeah. two, but yeah, the yeah reason, go ahead. Like he's the, right there. Yeah the, yeah. the reason why, like, I think Reeve is so important is because he was really the only, and there, there've been a lot of like actors who've played Superman, but he's been, he's really been the only one that like understands it. Like, okay, I'm Superman all the time. It's not just like two Bob different personas. She was oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's camera. <That's> awesome. <laughs> camera. <laughs> now, all of a sudden. I was going to say Leonardo, but. <laughs> I did not know you had a pet turtle. <laughs> um, by the way, because uh, we were just talking about uh, Christopher Reeve. Have you ever seen. And Mark and I got into it in another video, but have you ever actually seen the Donner cut of Superman 2? I haven't. I actually have you not. Should. No. You yeah. should. It's I'm, very interesting. It's definitely more interesting because you, you, a little bit ago you are saying, well, those movies are cheesy to you. I'm telling you the Donner cut is anything but. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's definitely like the, the Zack Snyder darker version of what that was, basically. It was basically... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... 
The Snyder yeah, Cut and to make a Snyder long story cut. short with the Donner Cut, it's very much the same story as the Snyder Cut, where like Donner had a vision in mind for Superman, and he was like very well versed in the character, mm-hmm. and so he like developed a story, and he he had already started filming it, but the producers uh, Alexander and Ilya Salkind, they wanted something that was going to be more kid friendly. And so they like basically 86 his story and mm-hmm. got rid of him. And then they brought in a different director, Richard Lester, to finish that movie. But they rewrote like half the movie. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it sounds pretty similar. <laughs> it's yeah. very, yeah, it's very much the same tale, you know? So, except there's it, one it major just, difference the Donner Cut took over 20 years to get released. Where it's not uh, well, that, that, that sounds, that sounds. That that makes sense when you think about stuff like you know it wasn't exactly like they had a safe file they could go back to and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, but I'll say I'll say this though better. for my Mount Rushmore, uh, like obviously, uh, like I said, Snyder Cut, Dark Knight's up there. One I'm surprised neither you guys have had for me personally that has to be up there. Spider Man Two, um, with Tony. Oh yeah, that yeah, was absolutely. Um, Logan, I gotta throw in there because I feel like that was the first superhero movie I watched and I went and I was just like I was crying for like. 90% of it. I'm just like, Jesus, yep, man. So was I. They're really doing this. Um, it, it, Mount Rushmore has five, four people, doesn't it? So I guess those would be the four, but like, <laughs> I have more than that, you know what I mean? Like, I would toss in, I would toss in Iron Man in there, um, mm-hmm. just because when you consider the implications of what it started off, I would also toss in Endgame, because I mean, you consider, once again, implications of what it closed off. Um, thinking um i'm thinking what's what's your what's your sleeper like what's what's one that you think like that everybody else kind of like thinks is like it's whatever or they think it sucks that you think is great oh that's a good one specifically one that people think kind of sucks but i think is great Mm -hmm. i'm stuck between two right now okay actually no this one doesn't suck batman returns doesn't suck but i would put it in there from 92 right yeah that's not one that sucks so i guess that doesn't count right yeah, like if you just right. said Batman Forever, I'd be like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I actually, and this is funny, I don't put it in my Mount Rushmore, but like I actually liked Batman Forever as a kid, and I still like it now. Sure. When I go back and look at it, like I, I don't mind. How about this? It, it's not DC Marvel. Megamind, if you guys know the film, the film Megamind, animated film. With is that the one with, uh, with Will Ferrell? Yeah. And it's I, like I with Metro, it's like with Metro Man, and Metro Man like dies, and then the villain mm-hmm. has to become the hero because he got bored. But in the end, it turns out Metro Man just didn't want to be a superhero anymore. He just wants to live life. <laughs> I'm like, really? yo, low key, there's a message in there, and I love it. Yeah. And then it also had um, Titan, I think, who was voiced by uh, the guy that that's like fat one time at one point in his life, then skinny, then fat, then skinny. Uh, Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right? okay. and it's like no Mega Mind. I think is a sleeper. I'll put it in there. Another sleeper. That I love and I'm sad will never be finished. Um, Kickass, it's never gonna get its third oh movie. Oh right God, there. I no, love no. Kickass. Second one was okay, but the first one. First oh one was great. God. The first one was a yeah. I love the first one. Yeah. yeah Nicholas Cage was fantastic. By the way, Joseph Balby's in the chat. Thanks for popping in, man. Betty Rage is here. Yo, Strong what up, supporter of Nerd Cage Live. Thank you for everyone for coming in tonight. Nerd Cage Live and of course Giants Nation full force today. I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. This is awesome. <laughs> um, well, you guys, well, what's, for that, the same question for you guys. What would be one that y'all would put in there that's like, maybe it sucks to everybody else? Oh, Mark, you go first. <laughs> All right. So I actually have two also. 
So like my first one, like the like the one that I would put at the for, at the forefront um, would be the Incredible Hulk with uh, Edward Norton. Two thousand eight one. Uh, yeah, the one that yeah the one that came out like shortly after Iron Man. I, I actually like that one. Like that's another movie. I I'm love like, that movie. I like it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, just I, like I, I thought Ed. Yeah, I thought Ed Norton was 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 a great Bruce Banner, and I liked. Was there ever like like why did he ever get recasted? Was it something serious, or was it just like they want to distance themselves from the movie? There was there was an artistic dispute. So when he initially when he sat down with Feige to to talk about the character, they talked about like this um, this very dark like arc for the character and how they wanted to make a trilogy of films and they sort of outlined that it okay it would start with this movie with the and then uh you would you it would end up in this different place mm-hmm. i don't know if feige changed his mind or or some things happened but you know like the 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 um the concept of the avengers and all that stuff started to, to I, come to fruition i, I would ladder just because like you kind of look at hulk's arc throughout the mcu and i'm be honest Mm-hmm. The MCU Hulk is one of the weakest Hulks out there. Oh. He's under, yeah, they he's underutilized him. throughout the Bo- entire. Bo- thing. In terms, not just power level, but like the character itself is they, just. They, they made him a sad character. They right. ruined him. I wish they. I just wish. I have nothing against uh, what's his name, uh, who Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo, yeah. I wish they stuck with Edward Norton. Like Me I too. love what Edward Norton brought to the uh, table. Not, not Mark. Now that you bring that up, if they stuck with Norton, maybe they would have had a more substantial, you know, story to him. Right, but that and that was why he decided not to continue with it because they weren't. They kind of switched gears on him, and he was like, well, "Wait a minute! Like the whole reason why I even got involved is because I, you know, we were taking the character in this specific direction, and then like you know, they decided to sort of. I don't want to say that they made him more comic relief, but he definitely was a softer. Nah, he, uh, no, yeah, I mean, he's, he's supposed to be a, tra- comic relief. Hulk is a tragic end, he was character. He's supposed yeah. to be a tragic and like doomed character, and they and they made him into a joke. Especially like she's eating pancakes in the restaurant, taking selfies with kids. It bothered me to no end. That's what I'm saying. Like what towards Edward the Norton end, did. right? And he was 100% all comic relief at the beginning. Maybe there was a hint to something else, but like going back to what Mark said, it, now it definitely feels like they shifted at some point. And I, I guess we could all say that point was probably Age of Ultron, where they literally shipped them off for years. Yeah, yeah, not to mention, and and, they, and it and was a huge miss, miss. And I'm just gonna say this real quick. I'm yeah, sorry to, for cutting good, you off, Jay. But a huge missed opportunity in Endgame, and this was the thing that I was waiting for, like the payoff that I was waiting for, Hulk getting his rematch with Thanos. Mm-hmm. Like it just never happens, you know. Like and like I had been wanting that since Thanos beat him up on the on on the Asgardian ship in Infinity War. I'm thinking like the whole time like in I think Endgame, everybody okay, was thinking at that at some <laughs> point like he's gonna beat uh, beat at Thanos' least get, ass. Like, a nice cut in or something. Yeah, just one shot. You know? and, and to be fair, like like at the end of the day, because I did have Infinity War up there as like part of Mount Rushmore, they still did a great job. But like going back to like, if we're talking specifically to character Hulk, I'm I'm right there with you. And then another one I don't want to get into a tangent. Uh, just because I want you to finish your second movie, whatever it was. That was another character. <laughs> I, like, I like totally forgot about Dude, it. Dude, this yeah. is all good. I'm loving it. Uh, another character they kind of did like that, just completely did this man dirty, was Drax. Like, Drax actually oh, yeah. kills Thanos, you know what I'm saying? Or at least one of the many Thanoses, you know, with the multiple right. stuff like that. Like, he's genetically designed to kill Thanos. He's literally right? called Drax the Destroyer. Like, he destroyed a planet, yeah. I think, at one point. Like, 
And you know, to be fair, the comic relief they made him into, I find a lot more acceptable to than what they did with the Hulk because he's hilarious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Dave Bautista right. did a great job. But that's another character who was just like, damn, you really you really kind of did him like that, huh? By the way, I cannot right. wait for Bautista in Knives Out 2. Just saying. Oh, yes, Dave Bautista. Right. He's, really, he's reunited with Daniel Craig. Yeah. Remember he was in 007? Bautista was one of the... Uh, the goons. I'm personally not a big 007 fan. That's okay. My mom and dad is. I, oh. I and my sister is, but I didn't know he was in 007, and now he's gonna be in Knives yeah, Out. Yeah, he was Inspector. So yeah, so Daniel, so Daniel Craig's been low key recruiting other actors in these movies. So mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah, and they just announced uh, Catherine Hahn is gonna be a part of uh, oh. of Knives Out too. Yep, and Ed Norton. So like. Yeah, Ed Norton. Yeah, it's it's shaping. It's it's coming it's a together. Franchise. And I'm happy. Yeah. Be happy for Daniel Craig. I know. I'm sorry to go off on this tangent here, but Daniel Craig, next to Tom Cruise, that man has sacrificed his body. He's been injured. He's put himself. I, I'm at glad risk. you brought up Tom Cruise because it, it, it's like they sacrifice it for a spy franchise. <laughs> yeah, and just like I'm just saying, like next to Tom Cruise, Daniel Craig's probably like one of the hardest working actors who just spit blood for yeah, his man. films. Yeah, man. Daniel Craig is a goat, bro. I, I'm story. Yeah. I'm sad that this. he's done his double... I'm literally sad that he's done his 007 because he's my favorite personally. But I'm happy bro, he's... that he's finally getting another franchise where he can just lay back. And yeah, like, you know who I, how I said, you know, Cavill is who I think of Superman, Ray Fisher, Cyborg. I'm not even a big 007 fan. When I think of 007, when I think of James Bond specifically, I'm thinking Daniel Craig. And I know a lot of people do as well. Like, even my mom, I think... And she's been watching from the very beginning, you know what I'm yeah. saying? From the old days, Roger Moore and stuff. Yeah. Her favorite is also Craig, and it, and it's with good reason. You know what I'm saying? Dude, this stupendous job, and they also obviously had great stories for his movies. I didn't think they would have ended it because he was already making, I guess, James Bond history as the only one to do more than three movies or something like that. So I was like, oh, yeah. they're just going to keep it going, but they didn't. Yeah, it, it, it was taking a physical toll on him, and I think that he's at an age now where he's just like, I yeah. can't. He's mm -hmm. pushing. He's pushing it's, sixty. It's similar. So. Yeah, it's similar to like the Hugh Jackman like situation with Wolverine. He's just like I'm at an age now where it's just like it's it's really gonna damage me if I keep this going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and I, I, I get yeah, that. Like I, me, I'm being self centered. I would love to see more Daniel Craig Bond movies, but I get it. And I'm just right. grateful he gave us five. Assuming this next one's gonna be great, he gave us five great Bond movies. And again. Now he's got his new franchise in Knives Out, which is off to a great start. I really love Knives Out. And you could tell that Daniel Craig's having the time of his life with that cheesy Southern fried accent. Now, Knives is... Out was just such a good movie, oh man. I, can't, I, I don't I even know what it. they're going to do with I the second I took my mom to see it, and she loved it. And I, I'm just, I'm stoked for the second, second and third one coming on Netflix. I mean, I, I do not blame Netflix for ca cashing out. Handing out the money uh, to get it. Oh, no. Actually, yeah, now I that was insane. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have much faith in Netflix anymore. I'm going to be completely honest <laughs> with you. Listen, Army of the Dead comes out next week, and then Godzilla's Singular Point is next month. So I'm going to reactivate Netflix next week. I haven't had Netflix in months since Ozark ended. Yeah. Now that yeah. we got Army of the Dead and Singular Point coming out. but Because you were about Singular Point, right? Godzilla Singular Point. I, I, I haven't seen any of the Netflix Godzilla Ooh. movies, I'm be honest with you. Listen, but real quick, I know you're in the chat... Ahead. I don't have a green screen. This is just Zoom's virtual background, which is one thing I love about Zoom. So yeah. people in the chat say, yo, Kush finally got a green screen. I did, I did not finally get a green screen. It's just Zoom. Yeah, I would have thought it was a green screen too. Yeah, because like, like, it's like I'm not moving that much. They, mm -hmm. Whoever programmed that did a great job with the virtual background. 
Yeah. Before, uh, before my wife like uh, designed this backdrop for me, I used to use the virtual backdrop uh, backdrops in there, and you can customize them. So I had like a Harley Quinn scene, like from the TV show. I had that as my backdrop for a little while. That's pretty and, cool. People, uh, people yeah. saying they love um, Mark and Jay's background right now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. It's it's th these. Believe it or not, these are not posters. Those are blankets that I have hanging on the wall. And of course, my Funko Pops. And of course, Kush, as you can see, my Lawrence Taylor signed helmet right there. So. <laughs> and uh, and Joel said that the Nation. rabbit hole is deep with this one. I, but I love <laughs> it though, because so, I, I, I really want to know what was the second movie you were going to say, Omar? Oh, it's it's uh. <laughs> It's a, a lot of people don't know that this is a comic book movie, but uh, a history of violence. If you've ever heard of that, I have with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, that's based on a comic book, and it's basically about this guy who um, he's just like a normal dude, and it turns out like you find out through the course of the film that he had actually been involved with like the mob, and like he was like part of like a witness protection, and these people are coming to kill him, and he's just like vicious, like he's just like a sick yep. like assassin. And so, yeah, it's it's a great movie that nobody talks about. I know. Uh, Another one. That have seen it don't know that it's based off of a comic. How old is it? Uh, uh, I want to say it came out like 20. Yeah, it was like 2005. 2005. I was, was going to say like 2008 or 2009, but yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I don't know why. I've well, Obviously, I've never seen it. Another one that I've never actually seen, but for some reason it gave me the vibe of that is um, – Sin City, I think it's called. That was gonna be my pick. Oh yeah, my, that's yeah. my sleeper pick. Also, 2005. I'm like that. I'm pretty sure that's another comic book movie, and it just gave me that, that those vibes when you were talking yeah. about it. Yeah, that yeah, was some, those are my the, two. Picks. I have a lot of the uh, Sin City comics. Yeah. from from back Miller. in the day. Mm -hmm. Like, there's like so. real quick. There's a lot of really good comic book movies from like mid 90s to mid 2000s you know what i'm saying like hellboy is is another good one and yeah, i think there was a hellboy reboot i'm not sure how that movie did. um <laughs> but i i actually like the first two hellboy yeah. movies um i've never seen them but, but my older brother had the dvds for the blade movies and he liked oh them. man so, blade 2 is yeah. a masterpiece so like, you know, there's like there's a lot of good ones that from that era which is kind of regarded as like I don't know what it's regarded as, but it doesn't get enough attention, in my opinion, as it should. Well, we yeah, were in I the think, comic book. I think with the Blade, I'm sorry, I, I, I keep cutting you off, man. No, I'm no, sorry. no, Go no. Ahead. you're fine. I was just going to say, we're not in, at that time, we weren't in that comic book boom, because as we talked about in one of our lookbacks, X-Men kind of launched it, and then the MCU mm -hmm. put it in overdrive. But yeah, in the 90s, you know, we had The Crow, we had Blade. Right. You know, like there were some and those, and right, and those weren't they weren't marketed as that's the big thing is that they weren't marketed as comic book films. Like I remember when the first Blade, like when that was starting to get heat before it was released, they marketed that strictly as a vampire movie. Mm -hmm. They didn't like mention that it was from a Marvel comic like New Line didn't put out any information about that. You almost had to find out like after the fact. In fact, most people found out because of like the Spider-Man cartoon that was running at the time and Blade happened to be in a few episodes of that. You and know, so low people key, were like, oh. do you guys think we should probably go back to that for some of these movies? Because also when it's not marketed as that, I feel like it wasn't made to be specifically a comic book movie as well. And that sometimes does it a favor, like it does a production yeah. a favor. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's, that's kind of why I'm like, those are underrated films. And if they were not made specifically to be comic book films, which obviously in in today's era they are with with 
stupid reasons. Like, you get a different vibe from them, which is essentially what I'm saying. With Blade, with, I think there was a Spawn movie too, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Yo, not great. Um, I, in the first two Spider-Man movies, like, those were obviously, because Spider-Man at that point, I think, was the most popular superhero in the entire world. But, right. Like, I don't think people are going and saying, oh, I'm going to watch Comic Moon. They're like, no, I'm going to see, like, you know, Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, uh, there's one that slipped my mind. I don't know if it's particularly comic book. It probably isn't. This might be video game, actually. But because you said vampire, like, the Underworld movies came to mind. Oh, yeah. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah those those are good movies. The first, I, I really liked the first one. I didn't care for the second one. And then the third one was a prequel. I didn't mind it. But I, I lost track after that. Mm-hmm. And it was basically yeah. released by Rise the same of the Lycans studio. was pretty good, and it was and it was and it was released by the same studio that did you know Resident Evil the movies. Speaking of, Chris, right. are you a Resident Evil fan or no? I've actually never played any of the oh, Resident Evil okay. games, no, although I've all seen good. all the memes from the last one. <laughs> and I, I I tend to agree <laughs> with all the memes from the last one. Oh, the funniest yeah. one was like I don't know if this is real or not, but there's like one there's one of like a McDonald's drive through. <laughs> And there's a and there's a piece of paper that says, "Sorry, we're short staffed. Thanks to Vampire Girlfriend, we are short staffed. No one wants to work." <laughs> Yo, hold up, real quick, because I mentioned Underworld, and the first movie came out in 2003. I thought yeah. it ended with Rise of the Lycans, which was the third one, in 2009. Yeah, there was an it Underworld came out with one after four in 2012, yeah. and Underworld five in 2016. I didn't yeah. see those two. They were still going. Yeah, they yeah. were still going. It was just. I think that after the fourth one, like the fourth one, like if I remember correctly, it really underperformed. And then when they came out with the last one in 2016, like they really didn't give it a whole lot of marketing. And so people just didn't know that it was even out. I got to say this though, man. Kate Beckinsale was the main character, right? Yep. Yes. She somehow, some way managed to look great and basically the same from 2003 to 2016 <laughs> as that character. Right. That's crazy. Uh, Paul in the chat just brought up a good movie that we we all kind of slipped. Uh, Red, retired, extremely dangerous. Yes. Red? Yeah. Big, also based off of a kind comic. of Red too. The, there was only two of them, right? Yeah, there was two. Yeah, there's only two. Yeah. Yeah, th- I, I like both. I thought the first one was definitely better. The second one's fun, but the first one, man, I think yeah, yeah those characters were great. That was actually a fun movie. Um, now, Kush, I wanted to ask you because we're getting close to ten o'clock here. I don't want to go on too late. Um, uh, just to let you know, I, I may, maybe you guys do have some sort of schedule, but I could go as long as you need. Okay. And I'm also definitely going to want to come back on because we did not I know. cover We're all not going to be able to get through everything yeah. tonight. That's what we like to hear, man. Good. Yeah, we definitely want to have you back for sure. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you said that because there's so many topics we can delve into. But we haven't talked about – you and I haven't talked about it, but you're a Godzilla fan, right? Yeah. So – we. If you want, uh, what what do you generally think about um, Godzilla versus Kong, and what are your favorite movies of the franchise? Okay, so with Godzilla versus Kong, all right, I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of had a very similar reaction to the Mortal Kombat movie as well. My initial reaction, I was like, "Damn, that was a terrible movie," and then I went <laughs> back and watched it. Well, actually, first I slept on it. Like literally, I slept on it. I woke mm-hmm. up the next day and I was like, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like, I got what I what I came for. I got my monster fight. I still think of specifically of the legendary um, franchise of Godzilla. Yeah. I still think my favorite monster movie from there is King of Monsters. 
which a lot of people seem to wow. think is like the worst, which <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> to me. Like, I think King of Monsters did a great job of balancing a lot of different characters, um, or, well, a lot of different monsters, honestly, and having a good amount of monster fight in there. Like, I don't care for the human plot. Same thing with Godzilla vs. Kong, even though it got really outlandish sometimes, and sometimes I just couldn't ignore stuff. Like, they went through a wormhole once they right, got to, like, right. I'm like, I can't ignore that. <laughs> like, I don't care for the human stuff. It's a monster movie, but that was just stupid. Like, there were just some things I couldn't ignore, which really turned me off initially, and I was like, that was a terrible movie. It was stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, right. It was also, like, when he, uh, my man Godzilla blew, like, a hole <laughs> to the center of the earth, but yet he couldn't scratch Kong's, like, fur. It's just like, yes. like what? And, and then another reason I like King of Monsters so much is because it showed Zilla isn't just, like, a big uh, 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 destruction dude. He was actually kind of smart in there, yet they definitely dumped him down in, in Godzilla versus Kong because you see that one scene where Kong throws like a, he throws some at a building and you see Godzilla turn around like, Hur? like what is that? It's like, <laughs> yo, he's, we saw in the last movie, he's not stupid. You know right. what I mean? So there was a lot of things I didn't like that turned me off initially. And also because I'm a Godzilla fan, I was like, I really like the fact that he won technically both of the matchups. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to go. I'm sorry, but Kong is not beating him. <laughs> and especially if you think about it, canonically, Kong is still young, according to their, their own, like, yeah. source. They're like, right. Kong is still a baby. I'm like, yeah, so he's not beating Zilla. You know what I'm saying? Let alone, if we think about it logically, he's not beating a dude that could blow a hole to the center of the earth, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I did... I like how they did Mechagodzilla. He was, like, bigger than both of them and absolutely overpowered them. I'm like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's still, like, there was, there was, like, there was likes and drawbacks. Like, like, Zilla literally got trashed towards the end and Kong was the savior. I'm like, I like that he, they, they, they didn't necessarily work together. All he did was power up his axe mm -hmm. and he got it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of push and pull with me for that movie. That, like, some things I couldn't ignore. Yeah. Like, the fights were amazing and I guess... That's what we're there for at the end of the day. But still, man, there was just some things that was just... Like, I, I'm 100% agree. I did not like the film, and I just couldn't help... I know they say turn your brain off, but when your brain already works a certain way, the movie just didn't work for me. Um, mm -hmm. I'm more of a classic Godzilla guy. Um, so are there any like specific movies from like Toho's past that you really like with some of oh, your favorites? Oh, let me pull up a list. Okay. I know I, as a kid, they used to show reruns... Um, on the TV, I, I'm pretty sure I saw the very first Godzilla versus, um, or it was King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes. Actually, from like the that 60s. one's good. That one's good, especially the Japanese uh, Yeah, that version. one was, that one I liked. Yeah, it was from 62. I do like that one. I haven't seen it in a while, but I know for a fact I saw it. Um, let me pull up just a list of all the Godzilla Toho movies, and I'm pretty sure I'll recognize some names. Yeah, and while you do that, I just want to say, if you... Now, I don't know if you've seen the, the English, the, the, the United States English version of it. I have. Okay. The Japanese version of the 1962 movie is way better. Way better. If you can get your hands on that. In fact, I think the only way you can legally buy it is on the Criterion DVD set. Because um, mm -hmm. it actually includes that version in there. Um, but, yeah, it's I, I feel that the 1962 movie is way better, especially the Japanese version. Because it's what... Because the American movie really, like, they took out the music. They inserted these really cheesy... Uh, new scenes and stuff like that to explain to the audience what was going on, which to me was just looking back at it, it was kind of like, huh? But the Japanese version, which is basically like a satire on like product placement and and wrestling for that matter, mm -hmm. um, it's really, it's actually a really, really well done film, despite the fact that it has those cheesy moments. 
but the movie as a whole works and you actually care about the characters. And the one thing, as cheesy as the old movies are, at least they got the scale right. Just saying. So <laughs> yeah, that... no, I mean, we could definitely get into the scale. So I have the list Paul up here. I haven't seen a lot of them. I've only seen King Kong versus Godzilla. I think I've seen the original Godzilla movie, and that was when I was a kid. That was literally a couple years ago. Um, I've seen um, one of the Mecha Godzilla ones. There's multiple Mecha Godzilla ones listed here. Yep. I'm not sure which one, but I saw one of them. And I saw, where is it? I think it was the one with the plant. Uh, Violante. I think that was. Violante. Yeah. No, those yeah, are, that, no, those those are, are the ones, ones I've seen. Yeah, I just feel like those, those movies are near and dear to my heart. I know it's not for everybody, in fact. And for a while, they had a little bit of continuity as well with them. Yeah, yeah, but there's there's like four different timelines. There's the, the you know the Showa era, the Heisei era, and then there's the Millennium movies, which are basically anthology films. And of course, now we're in the Legendary and Reiwa era, and we have a couple standalone films. But have, what, the the Netflix Godzilla movies, right? Like I've yes, never actually got a look at them. How which, are they? Okay, so the anime trilogy. I personally didn't like the anime trilogy. That's just me personally. I think Mark would like it because I feel like it's more of Mark's style of storytelling and science fiction, and it's an anime that I think Mark would like. Um, I personally didn't care for it. Now, there's a new series coming out called Singular Point. It drops June 13th, uh, 13 episodes, all of them. I'm hearing good things about it because there's some people that I know, I'm not going to name names, who have been watching it via VPN and been watching it in Japan, the Japanese versions, and I heard they're pretty good. So I'm actually personally looking forward to Singular Point. It drops on Netflix June 13th or something like that. Mm-hmm. So It's just a few weeks away. Yeah, Yeah. so that's why it's perfect timing for me. I'm going to reactivate Netflix. I'm going to watch Army of the Dead, and then I'm going to watch Singular Point, and then I'll probably cancel Netflix again. <laughs> it's not that I can't afford Netflix, but I just can't justify paying 20 If you're not using it? Yeah. Right. I can't justify paying $20 a month if I'm not even using it. And, and See, the way, yeah. the way I justify it, not specifically with Netflix, but with, I have multiple – well, I, I don't have cable anymore because I don't think a lot of – I don't think a lot of people have cable anymore. But I have um, HBO Max that I split with my friends. And because it's 15 a month and it's already like five of us, it's literally like three bucks a month for each yeah. of us. So we're like, all right, bam, we get there. HBO Max is my favorite. Um, exactly. Through, through, I have Verizon Internet. Through that, they pay for like Disney Plus and Hulu. So there's mm-hmm. two more right there. Nice. And Peacock, which is like five bucks a month. The only reason I got Peacock is because the WWE Network shifted over there. So I was like, all right, I'll get some Peacock. And I think that's basically it. Yeah, those are like the four major like – you know, streaming services. Amazon, now, Amazon Prime. Prime I have because I think everybody has Amazon Prime that shops online now, so you got Prime yeah. Video with it. Yeah. And then Netflix, like, yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like I just split it with, with other people. Yeah. One one last topic before we wrap this up here, but Amazon Prime, have you watched through two shows I want to talk about real quick, The Boys and Invincible? Both I've seen, yes. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Go ahead. Just w- tell me your thoughts on both of those shows, man. All right. So the boys, I like. I watched. I guess well, both of them I watched when they initially came out. The boys, when I watched, uh, I think it was 2018, 2019, one out of two when it first came out. A lot. I mean, I love both of them, right? And both of them tell very different stories. Like when Invincible first came out, people were like, "It's like an animated The Boys." I'm like, ah, not really. Like The Boys is about you know how superheroes would be corrupt and thus evil morally because of the system that they're in and how superheroism as a corporation would make them like that and then with season two it kind of got into more with like um that new character whose name i forgot i'm gonna be honest with you yeah she's just legitimately a bad person she's just evil you know 
not really any corporation thing about it. Uh, and then like Invincible is actually like an actual like story, like a comic book story of this guy right. from Viltrum. Like, like it's I've. I haven't, I haven't read too much of the Invincible comics, but I know enough to say low-key, it's not about Invincible for like a good amount of it. It's really about um, his dad, Nolan. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a story about Nolan and the Viltrumites and, you know, the, the culture, uh, not culture, but just the way of life on Viltrum and the fact that, you know, he kind of got wayward on Earth and a little bit of, is about the actual character Invincible himself, you know, learning to get his powers and eventually they go him as an adult and whatnot. But... That one is just, it's not about superheroes being evil, in my opinion. It's just like a story of, you know, super beings on Earth yeah. and, you know, planets clashing and stuff like that. Right. I I actually, maybe I, I read a little bit more into the Invincible story. Like, I've never read the comics. I've only ever seen the, mm-hmm. the, um, the, the show. And, like, I kind of look at the overall, like, arc of season one as sort of an allegory for like imperialism. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have first world nations that the, the, the citizens of those nations basically think that they are better than people who live in maybe third world countries. Mm-hmm. And um, also feel like, oh, it's our duty to sort of shepherd these people. It's our duty to sort of, and that's I'm not literally saying- when Nolan, No, that's literally what Nolan the Viltrum might Right, right? Yeah, yeah, that's like, saying, yeah. yeah, that's like the, the totally like the, their creed is like, okay, it's, it's our job to sort of take over these planets so that we can provide them like this better world and like we can make their world like our world. I kind of, as I was watching it, I kind of saw that as like a real world, mm-hmm. like allegory there's, without like shedding any like of my own political views. That's like kind of what I, what I saw out of it. Yeah. It, like just speaking completely to that, <clears throat> to that comparison you're making with history, there's a, I forgot what it's called, but because I've taken so many world history classes at this point at high school and the college level, there, there was like in like a gathering, an event of like the European Western power nations back in like the 1870s or 80s or something like that, where they essentially carved up Africa. I forgot what the meeting was called, and it was literally about them deciding, kind of like the Viltrumites, are right, we're gonna expand. This right. meeting is for you guys to claim what part of the continent you want. Go ahead, you know what I'm saying? Like Belgium, they took the Congo, I think, or something like that. All that. That's how they got their rubber and whatnot. Right. And it was literally like their meeting over there in Europe just saying we know that place we're going to take it doesn't matter who lives there now let's come and carve it up and that's exactly right. what they did it's, it's a specific event name that slipped in my mind and when I was watching it and you know no one was telling the story of Viltrum uh, you know when they said oh we decided we're gonna, we should be the only empire in the universe I'm like that, that came into mind yeah yeah, yeah. What, I, what I got from it here, well, first of all I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't watched Invincible I am telling watch it and I don't want to get into anything spoiler territory because it's not really, this is not an invincible designated stream, but maybe we could do that so maybe next for season two or something. But like, here's the thing. I'm a huge fan, and so is Mark, of the Injustice um, story arc on DC, on, you right. know, I, and the games. I, I'm a huge fan of the games. <laughs> Which seems to be where Snyderverse wants to go, but um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like in, in a weird way, like invincible is like the closest thing that we've gotten for like a an injustice tv series or an injustice like animated movie and uh-huh. that's what i kept getting like i would i would very lightly disagree and say the end credit scene of Sn- zach snyder's uh, justice league is the closest thing we got to it 
Right. That too, but yeah, I, I just oh I just loved it. Just to me it felt like injustice. And mm -hmm. a lot of these characters that you see, you see the parallels. There's the, the speedster who's like the Flash, the fish guy who's like Aquaman. There was that uh, that one black vigilante who was like Batman. Like you saw the parallels, and like I say, it was a lot like Injustice, with, with infused with the stuff that Mark just talked about with imperialism and stuff like that. I love it. And on top of that, for those who don't know, this voice cast. Oh my God, J.K. So Simmons. Uh, the dude from Walking, Stephen Young from Walking Dead. Stephen Young, yeah. No, you know Sandra who, who surprised me the most? I was like, what is Mark Hamill doing up in this show, bro? Yes, Mark <laughs> Hamill, Ezra Miller. I'm like, that's Joker, bro. That's right. his Joker voice. You can't tell me it's not. Oh, man, that was a stacked voice cast. Like, I'm telling you, Amazon Prime... Their original content is is like out of this that's world. Like earlier, I said I don't necessarily trust Netflix anymore because when Netflix started off with their original content, and it, it funnily enough, it started off with their comic book stuff, like with the Daredevil universe mm -hmm. and the Daredevil shows and whatnot. It was really strong. It was the strongest. They did everything right, and that's why streaming platforms essentially blew up. But it kind of fell down. I'm not sure if it fell because as they got bigger. You know, when you're just talking about like regular probability, as you have a bigger sample size, that mm -hmm. means there's gonna be more shows right. that are worse, and so you're gonna notice it more. I'm not sure if it's that just because we have a bigger sample size, or if it's actually the quality just declined. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but it's not where it once was, in my personal opinion. Like, there's a mm -hmm. lot of stuff on there now. I'm just like, this, this is trash. Like, I'm yeah. maybe I'm just not feeling it. But now Amazon Prime or Prime Video specifically, they're way more selective with it. They don't have, you know, nearly as big as a library, in my opinion. And because of that, like, you know, you get a lot more quality shows. Yeah, quality over yeah. quality. It's, uh, it's two different um, strategies, I think. Like, I think with Netflix, you know, they're, they're panicked because the, the bulk of their um, consumer base has been, like, through, like, uh, cultivated shows, right? Like curated shows, right? Like that are licensed from other studios. Mm -hmm. Well, all of those studios are now building their own platforms, right? Like now you have Peacock, now you have Paramount Plus. And so all this CBS content, all this NBC content, it's all going to their respective platforms. So Netflix is now like suddenly starved for content. So now the panic mode sets in and now they have to like invest all this money into creating like hundreds of shows like overnight and well, by the way you, oh no go ahead i thought you were fine now i was just gonna say like when you do anything like that you're you're definitely gonna sacrifice quality because you don't have the time to really develop these shows properly mm -hmm. and i'm glad you brought that up because that brings up another like isn't just like point that i always love to sort of debate and it's just like i hate the fact that everybody's is trying to start their own streaming network now because you get stuff like this happening mm -hmm. and honestly it's a far-fetched thing it's definitely going to extreme but something like for example the death of netflix can happen if every single network starts to get their own streaming service because like yeah. you said then there's no point of that they're going to try and force everybody to go to the streaming network which is kind of like a meme people have been saying is essentially just going to be online cable which I honestly, yeah. I could see that I think happening. we're already there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think we're already there, to be honest, with how many different streaming networks there are. Uh, but, yeah, no, I hate the fact that everybody's trying to make their own platform now. So, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. totally get it. Like I said, I have my HBO Max. I have my Amazon Prime. Hulu, I'm selective with. Like, there's something on Hulu that... Like, I'm waiting for the Wu-Tang Season 2 of Hulu mm -hmm. to come yeah. in. Then I'm going to drop that 6 bucks for just for a month to binge all that. 
you know, Netflix, again, strategically, I'm just waiting for, you know, Army of the Dead to drop. And then Disney Plus, I'm not, I'm, I'm waiting on uh, Black Widow. So you know, Black I'm Widow, completely honest with you. Disney Plus, like, I have it through Verizon, like I said. Yeah. But, like, yeah. other than me watching Mandalorian and occasionally me going back to watch a Pixar Disney movie, it hasn't really grabbed my attention with anything else yet. Really? Yeah. Like, I think, like, Disney Plus for me is, like, uh, like, well, like, what like have you, you guys have mentioned H- HBO Max. Yeah. Like, for me, Disney Plus is, like, the best one because— What, what have you like, watched on it? Like, what's grabbed your attention? WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Mandalorian, Oh, okay, yeah, no, Bad I don't Batch. know why those in my mind. But those yeah. are, I guess those are obvious ones. Uh, to, be, to be fair, I haven't picked up WandaVision yet or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My um, my sister has I like, and this goes back to what I was saying with Attack on Titan, where you have to dredge through a couple things to get used yeah. to it. WandaVision, I just could not get through the first episode. I'm going yeah. because <laughs> I'm a big DC fan, but I am invested in the MCU. I that literally grew up with the MCU. You yeah. Know what I'm so anytime like anytime I get in debate and you know you get into fanboy territory, and somebody say, "Oh, you're just a DC fan," I'm like, "Nah, bro." Like, I grew up with MC. I'm a pretty big fan of them, too. Like, I'm going to get into it, but it's like I just have to force myself to get through, like, the first episode or two of WandaVision because I'm beyond yeah. it. It just was not my thing. And I agree. And then I actually have a review up on our channel where I kind of, like, in the first two episodes, I gave it, like, this bat. Like, I, I torched it. I was like, what <laughs> is this? politely. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just didn't really get into it, but I you know, kept watching it. And at the end of season three, I mean, season three, at the end of episode three is where like, but that's the thing, right? It's like an eight eight episode thing, right? Yeah. Asking that's like 40%. I'm going to do it. Like I said, I'm with you. That's that's a lot though. Well, well, I'm about to flip this on you. (laughs) I'm asking for a lot less for you to stretch through like some of season one of attack on Titan, man. Right, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I I, I will watch it, man. I will give it a chance. It's just like, it was so long ago that I watched that first season. I want to say it was like 2015, maybe? 2014? Mm -hmm. So like someone had recommended it to me and then like I watched like maybe like the first two or three episodes and I was like, animation's cool, but like, you know, like story's just not really grabbing me and I just Mm -hmm. moved on from it and I never revisited it. But so many people have like said what you're saying. Yeah. Like, dude, just stick with it. It gets good. So I'm gonna go back to it and watch. Yeah, it for I, sure. I plan on starting it soon. I, you know, I got a little bit more free time on my hands now. The the good thing about it is that it's on Netflix. At least the first season is on Netflix. Oh, okay. I thought it was I'll, on Hulu. What happened? I thought it was on Hulu. I was gonna say, um, if it's, I'm pretty sure it's still there because I was oh, gonna okay. say the good thing about it, it's available on like multiple different ones. I know it's on Hulu as well, and of course, right. Like where, the chat, let me know. Like where, where can I watch Attack on Titan? Yeah, I think so it's on, yeah, I think it's on HBO Max too, right? Because they oh, have like it? Crunchyroll. Yeah. yeah, they have Crunchyroll oh, on there. So okay, great. HBO okay, Max, so and that's a great thing about HBO Max. Why it's currently my number one. They have Adult Swim and Crunchyroll in there as well. Well, select right. shows, the most popular ones. But yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm speaking sorry, of speaking of Adult chat. Swim, yeah. like I don't know if either of you guys are interested in any of these, but like, what did what did you guys think of the news that sort of dropped over the past couple of days that we're getting a Metalocalypse movie, yes. we're getting Aqua Teen Hunger Force and uh, Venture Brothers as feature films? Metalocalypse, I'm there. Those names like went right over my head. Maybe I should check them out. <laughs> well, my, well, those shows are maybe beyond your time. You know? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're like early 2000, early yeah, to mid say, 2000s. Chris is a young pup, so. <laughs> yeah, I will say this though, with the um, 
with the Adult Swim section, you know, I'm big Samurai Jack fan. Yes! So, like, I love the season four Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack's fantastic. Then also from the same creator, what I've been binging, and I've finished it because it's only like 10 episodes on HBO Max, Primal, and a show from the same um, Gennady, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Tatraversky, same creator of Samurai Jack. Amazing show that has no dialogue. It's no dialogue in the hmm. show at all. It's just pure animation and the sound and all that. Oh, about wow. a caveman um, and, and a dinosaur. I know it sounds wacky, but it's like super dark, low-key. It's like really interesting. Okay, okay. Right okay. on. So I'm looking at the chat. Yeah, so Titan Goji, he confirmed Hulu and Crunchyroll. And Chase mm-hmm. notices Crunchyroll. Yeah. Oh, Ian, Ian's here. Thanks for coming in, man. Fernando Crespo's here. He mentions The Bad Batch is a good show on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know that's the Star Wars anime stuff. Um, and Paul Taggart was telling me that I, should, I need to rewatch 90s Gamera. <laughs> eventually I, uh, I, I i don't like camera i'm sorry i tried right I, I, I know there's people like jay how can you like godzilla and not like it? no i tried okay give me a break i tried i'm not gonna love, love every single tokusatsu you know kaiju film i camera never worked for me but maybe someday yeah. i will re-watch those movies uh God, i gotta ask you though mark what anime have you watched so i really into Man, there's so many. I like grew up with anime going all the way back to like the 70s with like Battle of the Planets and uh, Star Blazers and those. Like, I guess like my favorite modern anime right now is Demon Slayer, which is on Netflix. Demon I just Slayer finished... is very popular. Uh, oh my God, that's yeah. such a good show. And I do like, um, yo, I'm still trying to find somewhere to watch the movie. Yeah, it's it's only out in only out in theaters, and I don't know if theaters are are open where you're at, Kush. But yeah, um, there's one right by me, but it's it doesn't show it because it's select. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's only yeah, there's only like a handful of theaters here in Louisville that are showing it, and, and there's like, only one. Season on the one came out in like 2019. Like it's literally been yeah. two years. The movie was supposed to be the 2020 fix, and then season two was going to come back this year. But it's like right now the movie's coming out, and it's not even out everywhere, and. I don't even know when season two is going to come out. Yeah. The next one. I sorry. Mean, just wanted to point that out. The next one. The next one. Sorry. Oh, the next one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go. 102 to 98. Let's go. By the way, earlier in the chat, um, Joseph Balbi was pointing out that uh, that Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony, is going to wear number 89. Oh, yeah. They released all the rookie numbers uh, subject to change because usually some of them change before the season comes. But getting back to Demon Slayer, yeah. Yeah. I don't know I what excited. the plan is there, how, what the schedule is to releasing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, COVID kind of threw a lot of people off. In in a way, I kind of think it benefited Demon Slayer a little bit just because not a lot of people knew about that until like this past year is like only when it's like started to like, you know, get a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. And so at least here in the States, that's true. And so, um, really, I, think, I, I I would say when it first came out, it got a lot of traction. Like, I really, think, like, I didn't hear too much about it. Like when it first came out, like from other people, like it was really only been like this past maybe, this past year or so. Maybe I was just trapped in like you know an anime community, but like in the U.S. anime community, like mm-hmm. when Demon Slayer first came out, it was 
anything and everything everybody was talking about. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. like channels that make skits and whatnot were making skits about it. I don't know if you guys yeah. know RDC World One. They were inspirations to me. Love those guys. They made a skit basically saying like how um new anime watchers are, and they're like, oh, one of the characters was just saying Demon Slayer is the greatest anime of all time. I'm like, wow, it really got that big, huh? And that was like <laughs> back when you know the first season was still premiering. Mm-hmm. You know, it was overshining things like My Hero, which is another one of. That I, I like that one too. Yeah, yeah I, I really like my hero. It was like overshine things like that. I think that was my hero season three, which mm-hmm. was um, you know, it was a good season. It was a good season. Season four was a lot better in my opinion. We could get into that, but it was right. like shine stuff like that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. The chat's like lit right now. <laughs> Jaden, the chat is here. Joseph Clark, but yo, you, Mark, your boy Ian saying the, the Knicks ain't beating the Heat. Yes, they will. I don't care what they did in the regular season. The Knicks, no one wants to play the Knicks in the playoffs. Just saying. I'm saying that right here, right now. Knicks all day. Baby. I know this is not a sports channel. This is a nerd talk channel. Nah, listen, but I bro. See you no, you guys chest. can nobody get into some that. sports, man. I'll just chill. <laughs> Go ahead. No, nobody. Uh, it's funny because I made a whole video saying the Knicks and the Giants are the same. Nobody wants to play the Knicks in the playoffs, and now we made it. We were saying the same thing last year if the Giants made the playoffs. Nobody wants to play that team that's really physical and scrappy. It's always a tough matchup. We've suffered enough as Knicks fans. We've suffered enough. Let us have this one. Let's go. Let's go. You can't handle the Randall, man. Amen. Not to mention, uh, Mark, because you're a Kentucky guy. Yeah, you just mentioned Randall yeah. went to a uni- uh, the, the University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky, And, of course, yeah. Emmanuel Quickly. Yes, basically emerged IQ, out of nowhere. Bro. IQ is from, I didn't know, I yeah, didn't know he went Randall's to the college, University of Kentucky. So we got IQ's some Kentucky college, boys yeah. right here in New York, baby. Woo, let's so Come on, go. Mark, you got to have some support for Knicks. We got two Kentucky guys up here, two. man. They're doing their thing. Yeah, like I, I wish I was. A, I wish I could lie and say that I'm a sports guy, but I'm not. Like the the way that I talk about like movies and stuff like that, like I can definitely not hold, hold my own when it talks about when I, uh, when it comes to basketball and things like that. I just like listen quietly and just try to yeah try to observe. Have you, have you checked out? Kind of get back to anime. Um, this is a Crunchyroll original. Now talking about studios making their own original things. And right. I love this one so much. It's because it's like it's, there's a joke going around saying, "Yo, we paid for that." You know, Crunchyroll subscribers made that because right. technically we did. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't know if you checked it out. Yeah, I'm actually Phenomenal. watching it right now. Like I'm on uh, episode three. I haven't like I just started it like like a couple it's weeks ago. Completely fresh. Yeah, I'm just in fresh, my opinion but... one of the best out there right now. The, the, yeah. it's funny because you're saying now Demon Slayer is getting a lot more attention. The mm-hmm. attention Jujutsu Kaisen is getting within the anime community right now is very similar to what Demon Slayer was getting when it came out. Because Demon Slayer yeah. has a very unique animation style, especially when it comes with the water and stuff like that and when they're doing yeah. their breeding techniques. Mm-hmm. Jujutsu Kaisen, on the other hand, has a very unique animation style just because they're innovating a lot of things with fight scenes. And you'll see that as you get deeper in the episodes right. and with camera angles and the movement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like you might like that one a lot. It's a really good one out right now. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm liking what I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing so far from it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I you normally I'll binge a, a series, but like for whatever reason, I think like because we were like work like we had so much like workload as far as like our editing and like mm-hmm. things we had recorded. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, let me just table this for now." And then I just haven't had a no, chance here's to the thing. get back. It's good that you did that cuz I I had a similar thing. I actually haven't finished it yet, and I've been watching it since like beginning of april i would usually oh, wow. do it as well so i'm yeah. also putting it off it's a combination of work but also it's also a combination of i've been told by other people that have seen it that it's like it's better if you space it out 
Like, obviously, you could binge it, but it's like they're saying you'd have a better experience, particularly with Kaizen, if you watch it, like, as if it was being released weekly. Like, if mm. you were actually watching it released weekly. I don't know what it is, but I, I could kind of get where they're coming from. Like, I, I could actually space it out. I have no problem with it. I'm enjoying taking my time with this particular series. I don't know if it's the way they do their pacing or something like mm-hmm. that, but it's different. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh! Everyone's here is full force tonight. Ma- yeah. Max Webster's here too. That's my that's my shout dude out right to there. Max Webster. He's man. from upstate New York, so shout out to my dude up there. Um, and by the way, uh, I was just kind of Jaden the champ earlier says that Kush, you look like a rapper. I look like Machine Gun Kelly, and Mark looks like our coach. <laughs> coach. <laughs> I almost wore like my Adidas stuff like today. Like that would have been perfect. Oh my god, you guys are priceless. So listen. I respect everybody's time. I, I'm so happy everyone's here. Everyone's came out in full, full force, but uh, we'll probably wrap this up now. So, Kush, let's take a few minutes here. Um, just tell everybody where they can find you. You know, for people on Nerd Cage Nation who are not familiar with your channel, uh, just plug yourself in, man. For sure. So, I am on the hub. That's the ch- my channel name. I primarily cover the Giants news updates and also just videos on what I generally think that's going on in the team and what could happen with the team. I've tried to do Nick stuff before, as you can see, if in full decked out Nick's form. Um, I might try and do it again in the future. We'll see how it goes. And I also occasionally do my own skits, um, like sports-based skits, but I think they're pretty funny. Um, don't, don't do them regularly. Whenever the inspiration hits me, I try to get it going, though. The link is down below. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, Twitter and YouTube is usually where I'm at, though. I'm most active. Links in the yeah. description, everybody. Links to your Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook's all there in the description. And you sub up to the hub. Also, for those who come on Giants Nation, please sub up to Nerd Cage Live. We're so close to 400 subscribers. We get to 400. I will do a $25 Amazon card giveaway on this channel if you get us to 400. So if you sub us up, I will do a giveaway for you know for everyone a chance to win $25 on Amazon. Buy whatever the hell you want, and I'll send you the code. Um, exciting things are happening here on the channel. That being said, Kush, I know Y'all, we said it we earlier. We're two away from 400. Y'all get it to 400. Yeah, man. yeah, get, oh, wow. let's get us to 400. But Kush, I know you said it earlier, but I want I want to hear it again. We had so much fun with you tonight on Nerd Cage Live. You, I knew from the jump that you were going to be a perfect fit for our channel because I see you on Twitter. I see the things we talk about. That being said, we would love to have you back on Nerd Cage Live. Would you like to come back sometime on Nerd I Cage Live? I would, but like when? Like I think you guys are booked. At least like you know, I saw we're, I saw we're, a promo booked, like all on the tenth. I'm like when? We're booked through June, but we got July's wide open, August is wide open, so you know. Damn, I kinda wish you guys did more than just Thursday. <laughs> Someday when when we get ready to expand, we will expand, maybe do more streams, but right well, now we'll we'll Alright, just book me for whenever the first free one is. Um, right. I'm gonna be out of school and anyway, my semester is gonna be ending so that that way I can actually hop on at 8 o'clock this time you know uh, and we could have like two hours but yeah I'm, I'm actually gonna write down a few topics that we need to continue slash new ones we need to go over so we're gonna continue with anime yeah I'm right yep. down we gotta get into like video games and Halo in general oh um, yo we're at 401 Amazon Guard yeah, giveaway yeah we there did it we did it thanks awesome. for thanks, thanks you Hub thank you so that being we said got- next week we're yeah. having uh, uh, Kevin McCleary from the Tatnus uh, Podcast Uncensored is going to be here next week. So that being said, next week we're going to do the $25 Amazon Guard giveaway live on air, and I'll give instructions how everyone can enter. You send us an email, and then we'll do it live on air. I'll post on Twitter, and I'll post on Facebook. Everyone will get a chance to enter. 
Uh, and we'll do it at the end of the show next week so everyone gets a chance to enter to win a $25 Amazon gift card. Let's do uh, it. Oh, no, it's not picking it up. Oh, because you got your screen, your, your, your screen's on. Your, your green screen, <laughs> you yeah. Have to turn I'm going to take screen. off the virtual background here. Bam. Oh, wow. Let's now you, you right just on. came from out of space back home. <laughs> yeah. Is, it, is the light too much? Look, a couple of topics we got to continue slash other ones we need to get into. Oh, next I back time. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll definitely have we'll have you back on. There's so much more we can discuss. Uh, Mark, I know you got some stuff you want to plug. Let everybody know what's going on here in the channel. Absolutely. Uh, 90 minutes from now, uh, we're going to be debuting our uh, next Look Back episode. Uh, we did an episode on Top Gun. It's celebrating its 35th anniversary this coming Sunday. And uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we chopped it up about that one. It was my very first time watching the movie. Like It came out in 1986, but I like purposely <laughs> never watched it until uh, it was requested that we actually do a look back on it. Yep. Uh, so you get to... So you get to hear uh you know what i thought of it and you know we break down like we do with all of our other lookbacks we break down some facts and things like that particularly with the soundtrack so that so that'll be a good time so that will air at midnight tonight um also check out uh jay's recent review on uh wrath of man guy Ritchie's oh, new movie. movie i can't wait to see this thing man like oh. you know the stuff that you were talking about in it plus jason statham i mean and of course guy Ritchie's like probably my second favorite director right now uh right after uh ryan coogler so so yeah so we've got that going on so definitely check those out man Yes, thank you very much. Not to mention, uh, if in case you missed the uh, early in the stream or earlier, uh, authentic from authentic in the beard, another prominent New York Giants YouTuber is going to be on our show on June 10th. We cannot wait to chop it up with him because I definitely got some questions for him regarding hip hop music and producing music. I cannot oh, wait. Bro. Giants Nation is authentic. Force. Another thing we got to get into next time, definitely some music as well. Yep. Not just hip-hop. Like, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan from oh, Sedona wow. Kid. Oh, all right. And Studio Ghibli. I can't believe we talked about anime and didn't even talk about Studio Ghibli. We need to get into that next we, time as well. Oh, we oh will, yeah, man. most definitely. Like, yeah, like, real quick, like, who's your favorite, uh, like, anime director if you have one? Uh... I, I don't, actually. Because I actually okay. never looked into <laughs> the directors, I guess. I oh, just, okay. Yeah, I guess I just look at the movies. Yeah, or right. and the show. That's fair. That's fair. I'm the only, to be honest with you, the only like author, like you know, the mangas. The only name I know of the mm -hmm. author is Horikoshi, who's on My Hero, and um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm forgetting the one of Attack on Titan. Literally just slipped my mind, but I know those two guys by names, yeah. uh, and that's because, well, I'm watching them both right now. Right. So that's right. Why. Right on. Excellent. Um, for anything, anything else? Oh yeah, and of course. We are approaching our one-year anniversary next month on June 17th. Oh, my God. Can I, we, we are doing a Pulp Fiction watch party with our friends over at the Real Talk Podcast. Oh, my God. That one's going to be lit. Be there for that one. That's one of our favorite movies of all time. Like We have a stacked lineup here at Nerd Cage Live, and it's just exciting things are happening. Thanks to everyone's support. I'm super grateful for everybody and everything. Oh, my gosh. It's just been such a blast today. Um, Kush, anything, anything else you want to, uh, anything else before we go? Nah, man, I just can't wait to get back on. It sucks that it's going to be until July, though. <laughs> we'll do, it's all right. It'll be worth it. We'll, let's, we'll, let's, we'll have to have you on the podcast, one of our, one of our upcoming podcast episodes. I'm completely down for that. Excellent. Cool, cool. All right. So listen to everybody in the chat here, Paul Tackett, Max Webster, Ian, 
Titan Goji, man. By the way, you you and Titan Goji, we gotta get you guys together on the stream because my God, we can go back and forth. Now. Jaden the Champ, everybody, yeah. Michael B, Joseph Clark, you guys have been wonderful. Shay Smithers, Paul Tackett, like you, you guys are wonderful supporters. Thank you so much, everybody. So that being said, uh, stick around. We got some promos to show you guys before we go. But again, as I'm gonna say to everything I say every week, uh, we ask you to pre please like, comment, subscribe. And ring that bell and spread that shit like syphilis. So to you, I say, from New York City to Syracuse, New York, to Louisville, Kentucky, to all of our friends and fans around the world, at Nerd Cage Live, as always, enjoy life, stay safe, and good night. Sayonara.